This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Michelle Scribner-McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Welcome home, Milers, and welcome back to another episode of Mickey Miles and More, a podcast where three friends plus one talk about the Disney parks, the Disney races, and whatever else comes up. I'm Chris Eliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Dr. Michelle Scribner McLean. Michelle, how's your pepperus doing? My pepperus? It's doing okay. I just uh, graded about 10,000 papers, and the pepperus is all dry, so now I can pass it back to the little, the little students. It, it'll be roped it'll be wrapped rope in no time yes it will be <laughs> also hey, with us let's tease what? mike yeah it's tease mike day the dean of disney mike scopa hi dean greetings from the pyramid and the sphinx says how you doing how you doing uh so uh in the past four episodes we've done uh shows uh where we are listed as the uh the magic squad where we are enlisted by disney to go through the parks Restaurants, hotels, Disney Springs, wherever, to plus up the place to bring back the magic to Disney. And since my ideas have been falling on deaf ears, uh, Disney has decided to recruit a new person for our squad. Uh, everyone, welcome from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, Becky Menken. Hi, Becky. I love being a plus one. That <laughs> always You're- makes me so happy. I- Except at weddings. Right, I hate going well, with that. Yeah, that is kind of awkward, isn't it? It's always yeah. being a plus. You don't know anybody, and then you have to like. But then plus two, I guess. Well, this is true. I'd rather be the plus one than the like the plus four, like the fourth person thought about it or something. I'm gonna get rid of the list. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, so we've done in the past. We did a general overview. We've done the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and today we're gonna sort of mash up. Uh, the Animal Kingdom, Disney Springs, and the hotels. Um, like I, I said before we went on that I have barely any ideas left, so I'm going to leave this to Mike, who's probably written the Declaration of Independence and the, uh, and the on Constitution what? on it, on Papyrus. Okay. <laughs> You've invented something new is, is what we're saying, right? So, uh, so why don't we start off with our Magic Mike and uh, tell us what you would change at the Animal Kingdom, Magic Mike. Well... If you guys remember, when the Magic Kingdom first opened, the icon that was a symbol that they used for the Animal Kingdom had in it a mythical creature. However, when the... Checking off that off my list. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say. So I think that one of the things that I think would make the Animal Kingdom more magical would be if they had carved out or if they could carve out an area, maybe with Dino Land being... Uh, just cleared out and maybe we should have something like a real area that focuses on either mythical creatures or maybe even maybe some dinosaurs you know uh, i really think it would be nice obviously avatar uh has uh, with it some creatures and stuff but i just think that it's something that they missed the boat on and it's interesting how they changed the uh the icon, I believe the icon for the Animal Kingdom now is the Tree of Life. So I just think that that would be really interesting. And um, I guess they have sort of started doing that with, with Avatar, but I really think that um, that's needed. That was something that was on the drawing board 
many, many, many moons ago. And I was really excited about that being a possibility because there's so many directions you can go with it. And okay, I think you guys know I am not a fan of dinosaur. So, I mean, that whole area, if they could have turned dinosaur into, you know, unicorns or let's say fluffy panda world something that is totally not big huge dinosaurs that are going to eat your head um that would have made me really happy okay i'll keep it to unicorns so because that's the mythical creature but anyway there are so many directions that they could have gone with story in that whole mythical creatures universe and i I, i'm with you mike i would have loved to have seen them go down that path and tell those stories well now that i've scratched off three of my ideas off my list michelle why don't you take take over and give us some (laughs) i did i did scratch off that one too uh just to catch becky up i know she listens all the time but we did uh start to talk about this last week and agreed that fixing the yeti would be one thing that would be on the list but my next thing it's actually two i'm going to put them together and this is sort of um about my museum experience. I would love for there to be more programs and I'm gonna talk about two categories. Number one would be uh, allow people, not just kids, allow people to be zookeepers for a day and learn what it's like to take care of the animals. I don't know if you guys saw that Animal Kingdom series that was on Disney Plus where they followed the veterinarians and the, and the vet techs around. I thought that was awesome, but there, in museums with animals, they have volunteer programs where kids can come and work with the animals and and do all sorts of things. So I think that would be fun. But also I think because it's an educational setting, it would be really nice to have free or low cost um, visits from the Animal Kingdom staff to go out to local schools and do educational programs, conservation programs. They have a ton of money they could give back to the community and um, there we know <laughs> from the past two and a half years that there's a need for science literacy so i think that would be a really nice Are you getting political do. michelle <laughs> no i'm being <laughs> a science teacher all, uh, all of my science teacher friends are depressed so no anyway. i love those ideas i love them and I, and I think also reaching out to the community was all is also great benefit to Disney proper and getting people into the parks and, and having kids come home and you could even give them like a free pass. You know, the kid gets a free pass to the park if the parents bring them. So it's a, it's a great way to bring teachers in Teachers have guests. no money for science. It would be so awesome to say, Hey, we have a somebody yeah. coming out. Who's going to talk I mean, about the, the schools in the Orlando area would be happy. I don't know if they'd be sending them much further away, but um, well, yeah, there's plenty of schools, idea. but all right, yes. Becky, you're on. The, no, Becky, no, it's okay, Becky's Becky. turn. I'm, I'm being right. the well, good host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just going to follow up really quick with Michelle. You're not wrong. Um, bringing some more science and education because it certainly is missing and lacking in our public school systems. Things that they could do along those lines. If you're going on vacation, make it a fun time, but yet educational, <clears throat> which is some of the things that they started to do with Epcot for the longest time. So that's, to bring that in, exactly what I was thinking. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we know it's not a zoo, but it is so amazing. I mean, just the uh, positive impact that the, the show has had. I watch it uh, and I get really excited about seeing the animals and seeing yeah. the zookeepers and how they're how they're handled. And I, I love your zookeeper for a day idea. Yeah, I just I actually forgot to say this, and I'm just going to jump in for a second, Becky, to say that I started as a volunteer at the Museum of Science in Boston 
do working with animals and now I'm a STEM professor. So yeah, <laughs> there is a pathway and I'm not the only one who, who did that. So um, yeah. Yeah. And, and kids right now kind of need those options and those pathways. So, and if, and if Disney can bring it to the table, I think we all win. Um, something for me that I love, and I know Disney actually tried this a little bit, but they didn't exactly do it in the best way. But the one thing about Animal Kingdom is it's so beautiful at night. And some of the best times that I've had there were the most relaxing, the most peaceful are after the park is closed and we've done events in the park afterwards and walking around there in the, in the, um, with all of the lighting and the sounds and it's just an amazing feeling to be there in the dark and they did try to do something a little bit on the after dark uh, arena but it didn't quite pan out the way they wanted it to but i would like to see them go back to the drawing board and come up with a way so that guests can experience that park uh, after the sun goes down because it really is kind of magical a great idea yeah, yeah. I know Mike has always been saying that he likes the he'd like to see more Animal Kingdom at night stuff. So I went on Expedition Everest years ago. I think you were there um, at night. So fun right? <laughs> to be able to look out when they're it's going up the hill to be able to look out it's like and the see tower all the lights at night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's a great idea. Speaking of which, um, my biggest magical idea for the Animal Kingdom Park is to stop that damn hard stop at the end of Expedition Everest. When you're just pulling into no. the gate and they slam on the brakes <laughs> and your your tonsils go flying into the person in front of you and your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's not a fun moment. So uh, that was okay. That's I have to fun. I have to plant my feet because I know I, I brace. Like, I know I, it's coming. Yeah. I bet Chris could draw a nice. Uh... Yeah, just I just popping out and keep going. Yeah, it's it's definitely a cartoon thing. But um, unlike uh, most of you people who hate dinosaurs i would love to see more interactive dinosaur stuff audio animatronic you know they have all that greenery in the background you could have these dinosaurs? you know those big giant whatever that i i, I want to call them brontosaurus i don't know apatosaurus they're out of the back again i don't care whatever hanging out over or do you remember they used to have a, a dinosaur show that went around the country to different arenas and people dress up in those like velociraptor costumes and they run around i think Get rid of the kitschy stuff and let's get real with the dinosaur dinosaur stuff. Kids, boy, little boys especially, I'm sure, but a lot of girls love dinosaurs and having real stuff floating around and not the kind that just pop out and scare you, but just interactive stuff. Would yeah, I mean, we have Star Wars days. Why can't we have dinosaur days? I'd love that. <laughs> I'm going anywhere that's not dinosaur days. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That would be fun. Not, not to scare you. Jesus out of me. Yeah, but I don't they, know why. They purposely do it. They try to scare you. But I think <gasps> if dinosaurs are walking around, they're a lot more. My kids loved that show when we went to go see it. They forced me to go like an hour drive away to uh, a stadium or whatever to, to see them. And they were like in heaven. I think I still have a video from that when they were like five they years old. They forced so. you. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, man, they love the stuff. So, um, all right, Mike, let's number two on your list of a thousand ideas. Well, Chris, along the line of that dinosaur stuff, well, didn't they have a a, a a wireless or a dinosaur audio animatron that walked around? I thought they had like a palm ago. tree. Didn't they have a palm tree or something like that? Going? Well, they had no, a they dinosaur. Had a, they did. They had one of yeah. the, the dinosaurs that was pulling a cart. Yeah. And because I remember oh, seeing right. it in Imagineering. Right. And, and the battery was in the cart, I guess. Um, so... Sometimes when I think about things that I'd like to see, I wonder how practical they are and I wonder how feasible they are. 
But one of the things that I've always thought about, and I don't know if the three of you have ever ridden the boat at Animal Kingdom, but I actually got on that boat and took a ride on it. And I, when I was on that boat, I was thinking this would be a great uh, attraction similar to the Jungle Cruise, where you could go through various places on Earth where certain animals inhabit those areas and you could show it on the side sort of like the jungle cruise but have audio animatrons and then you could also do the the dinosaur thing you can go to africa you can go to asia you can go to southeast asia south america um, the north pole whatever i think they missed the boat i think that that would have been a very yeah i think that that would have been a very interesting and as becky and michelle had pointed out sort of educational too edutainment again I don't think it's practical now because obviously that theme park is established, but you never know with these guys. But I think that would have been a great addition to that theme park. I love it. I love, yeah, I'd love a boat ride. Michelle, what do you got next? Oh, I think this crowd is going to love this suggestion. Uh -oh. Here we so go. Uh, I love the Nomad Lounge. I would like it to be bigger and I would like it maybe to be replicated in different parts of the park where you could just sit down and have a cheese plate and have a, a fun uh, country related beverage, country themed beverage. And I just think it's one of those places that it's just like, ah, oh, this is so nice. This, the setting's so nice. It's so hot. Let's just sit down and have a cheese plate. But it's hard to get in there now because in the beginning, you know, when Pandora was still under construction, it was sort of nobody knew about it. Yeah. But now I would love to see that type of thing replicated all over Animal Kingdom. A few more in other places. So like a nomad, it'll wander around the parks. Right, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tack on another one since this is food. Yeah, um, and I've said this consistently. Some some more pop up food carts like uh, food and wine around Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I mean they have these great themed countries already. Why not have some African food carts, some Asian food carts? I think um, there's not a lot of room, but I think. Uh, I think it would really work out well and it would be nice for people to be able to try out some new things. And again, yeah. for the, um, the chefs to be able to maybe try out pilot some different dishes that may end up in restaurants. I love it. Yeah. I'd love to try some more different foods from around the mm -hmm. globe. My family wouldn't, but you know, I can but leave that, them back at the be, hotel. This will be good for you then because you yeah. could just try one or two yeah, things. Yeah. Like That's a perfect. little tapas. Yeah. Different. Perfect. All right, Becky, what you got? Well, <laughs> she stole my idea. <laughs> this happens on every show. We all steal each other's ideas. I was yeah. going to say, because as I, I wrote it, is Animal Kingdom gets the bad reputation of being the place that's so hot because it doesn't have places that you can go and just sit for a little while and cool off in the air conditioning and have an adult beverage if you want. So um, I'm just going to expand on what she already said. And that's what they really need is to have a nomad lounge in each of the, the different sections in each of the different countries, because then you do get um, that ability to be immersed in the story of each culture by tasting their food and drinking their drinks. But it's, again, just a, a thing that people don't like about Animal Kingdom is you go over there, you've got only a couple places that you can get out of the heat. Um, without being in a, a huge crowd because there's just not enough places to do that. So I think it would be a little bit better if they had more places that people could escape the heat, enjoy themselves, and let the uh, the countries tell their stories. 
Yep, I, I love I it. I think I think more and more people are going without kids too. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. Or they're maybe the family's splitting up and half of them go one place, half of them go another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, no, I love that idea. Um, I was thinking on the other end. Um, I wanted to see uh, another bring back the Yeti race of some sort. Even if it's not a 5K, another kind of yeah. Yeti race. And I think they should really lean in. I mean, I know the Yeti isn't working, but they should really lean into the character of the Yeti. Like, I know they have a cute little design character of the Yeti. I'd love to see them sort of push that forward more and make it sort of the icon of, again, speaking about the mystical or magical beasts or whatever they're calling them, um, play into that a little bit more. Make it, make it a little bit more magical. Have, you know, an... Um, a costume figure walking around as a yeti. I mean, just something. You're <laughs> that, right, poor, because that poor person would die out there. I was going to say <laughs> they would need an air conditioned costume to make that yeah. work. But I think but. that's one of the best, most immersive queue lines because they made it into, you know, the idea that you're going on a sort of a, a yeti expedition. Well, expedition, obviously, but with the, you know, they have books in there and they have footprints, and so you know, really lean into it a little bit more. Yeah, that's, I like that's it. really. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that's that's a really good point because if you look at some of the uh, attractions that have come recently, looking at Cosmic Rewind, looking at you know some of the other ones that have come up recently after Pandora, they're doing a much better job of telling the story through the queue line. So maybe it'd be interesting for them to kind of go back to some of the attractions they have now and update some of those cue lines to be more immersive, more storytelling, more air conditioned, um, yeah, more air conditioned or misted uh, to, to help like elevate that experience. You're right, because you lo- if you look at California Adventures, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy cue line, yeah, that's amazing. I and mean, that it is, is really amazing. So yeah, be cool. And the Indiana Jones cue mm-hmm. line. Yeah, because yeah, if you're going to stand there for an hour or two, you might as well get something out of it, right? Yeah, three. Plus it up, interactive. Yeah, three. Yeah, great. All right, Mike, why don't we do one last full round? Because we got to still get over to Disney Springs and do some hotels. Yeah. So um, give me a few if you got a few. You you guys may have remembered they, they used to have a, um, a parade in Animal Kingdom. And there was a promenade where I know that Chris, Michelle, and I have run around in um, – Animal Kingdom. So there is an area that <clears throat> is built for parades. It doesn't have to be a parade with huge floats, but still a parade. So it would be nice if they had a parade that focused on Disney animals in animation or things like that. For years, the animated films, which focused on animals, usually did better than all the other films. So you could put, you know, from Nana and, and Peter Pan to Timon and Pumbaa and um, let's see, uh, that mythical creature in Coco. You've got Abu from Aladdin. You've got, uh, like I said, uh, Nemo. You've got Lady and the Tramp. You've got Lion King. You Maybe even Bolt, God forbid. Uh, and maybe you have Groot. I am Groot. As the, uh, <laughs> as the, as the, the Grand Marshal. But some kind of a nice little parade, I think, would really be good. Sorry, Michelle. I know it's like, all we've done is scratch off our ideas. So, are you gonna give more? Mike? Yeah, give a couple more because uh, you 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 guys have a bunch of. I mean, do you want me to just give my last one that I'm so, even just gonna have? So, so uh, talking, I'm gonna piggyback on on Becky's suggestion uh, a, a few minutes ago about more nighttime things. And one of the things, Becky, that I thought would be good if you remember, uh, 
I think they, I think it would be nice if they had over the water uh, area that they have been doing kite tails. I'm not sure what's happening with kite tails. Um, but wouldn't it be nice if they had a little drone show over there, over that waterway at night? I, I know they have to be very careful at night. They don't want to disturb the animals. They want to be quiet. But I think a drone show would be nice over that waterway. I oh, love it. Or just to I have utilize that. I had that too. Did yeah, I, have, I have fix for once for all, fix that moat show. Please. Um, I, I was thinking like there's so much LED technology and, you know, we have smart lights all through this house. It's pretty easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? Um, so I, the other ones that I have are uh, fix and update the Lion King, bring back the tumble monkeys. I think they're coming back, tumble. but. I heard but, they're limiting shows now. They're cutting back on the amount of shows per day. Oh, really? I, I just think that was just a, I don't know, that was a disappointment. Just um, and the only other one I had was, um, I I don't, I, I have downloaded from YouTube some of the music of Africa, but I think there needs to be some increase of music in the countries. I don't really hear the music very much performers, but also just the background music. It, I just like when I go to Epcot, I know when I walk into Epcot that I'm in Epcot. It's even though they changed the music um, in the in the different yeah. countries, I don't really pay attention to the music in Animal Kingdom. I, I don't think it's you know prominent. So that would be another suggestion. Chris. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it's Becky. Any last oh, one? Becky, Becky? Sorry, Becky. Ah, wow. For, if, you're, if you're out, that's fine. I am. Believe me, I'm out on we, Animal Kingdom at this point. I know. Michael, Michael fill in like the next 500. But um, I just had two last ones just sort of, um, I, I touched on it before, but I think we should have some more character meet and greets out in front of the park or something like that. Yeah. Just sort of get people in the mood that it is a Disney park. Um, and piggybacking on Michelle's idea of um, having food kiosks, um, I'd love to see more people from global locations there to share their cultures. Um, I see. I know we sort of had that in Epcot in the in the in the lands, but I feel like um, we as Americans, especially if I, as I get political, need to start learning about other cultures and other people. And I think this is the perfect place to do it. Like you know, you want to learn about you know people in Asia and Africa. I think we're woefully ignorant when it comes to that stuff, and this is a perfect location to have them and sort of open up the eyes a little edutainment as Mike likes to say. So Mike, any last ones for the, the animal kingdom before we move uh, on to Disney Springs? The last one I have, and I, I really think that the animal kingdom, Disney's animal kingdom theme park is the best candidate to uh, have early morning uh, hours, seven days a week. I think that we all recognize that it's very difficult again to have that park open too late at night so why not have early morning hours i think that would be the best time especially to go on kilimanjaro safaris to see the animals because they're waking up they're hungry they're being fed so i i would like to see that yeah I, yeah totally especially because like the, they're all gone by midday they're too hot to come out and uh, kilimanjaro so um the next one we're going to go to is disney springs which is is a weird one because it's not technically a park and people who are not guests can still go there so it's not like a destination for your vacation but um mike do you have any ideas how you can plus this up make it a little bit more magical for anybody that's showing up so they're already doing this uh one of the things is that i would have loved to have seen them bring back disney quest or have some kind of uh 
special, uh, special scribble, scribble, uh, scribble. Uh, something like that. They have been doing that. Actually, it's going to be opening soon if they haven't opened it already. Uh, if you guys know where the NBA experience is, uh, they are transitioning that. That was a big flop. They're transitioning that to some kind of an interactive Star Wars experience. Um, so I think that we need more of that down there, more themed things along the line of that would be something similar to what we saw with Gideon's Bakery. It's kind of interesting. It's almost like a Harry Potter thing. I think that some specially themed eateries down there, you know, you've got T-Rex, you've got um, that kind of stuff. I think that would also make Disney Springs a little bit more fun than just a place to shop and eat. Michelle? Um, I, I don't know why I keep on getting onto this. I have the same suggestion every time we talk about something, but I would love to see uh, little tapas in front of every single restaurant so that you can you could try some stuff out and just walk around with, um, I know some of them you can buy little things like Wine Bar George, there's a little place and I think there's a, a little place for um have you had lunch Wolfgang today, Michelle? No, I, I, no, no, I'm not hungry. I actually had a big <laughs> breakfast. Um, but I, I just, I think, you know, Chris, you, you mentioned that people don't go out of their comfort zone. It's a way for people to sort of say, you know what, what's that restaurant across from uh, right near uh, Cirque du Soleil, right next to Hard Rock Cafe? No, and uh, next to House of Blues, that new one. Oh, the Spanish one. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Haleo? Oh, yeah, Haleo. So, like, to have a little tapas place in front of that and in front of some of these other places, a little, you know, maybe even in front of the boathouse, you can get little samples without committing to sitting down and eating and say, you know, that's that's a place I want to go back. I want it, I want them to sell um, those fried olives <laughs> out front from, uh, what's what's that? I can't I can't remember that. Hmm? No, it's not in front of home. No, the Italian restaurant, the fried olives. Oh, uh, anyway. Becky's gonna get it. Becky's gonna get it. Hmm? No, or drinks or whatever. Um, so anyway, remember. more little stands. Well, I think it'd be great just to get people to try and, and maybe yeah. come in. You know, like most people, like you said. I mean, the the on board on the boardwalk, there's that Italian restaurant that was put in because nobody wanted to try Greek food or anything kind of out of their comfort zone. Like, so you get, you know chicken parmesan again like it's like like you get it everywhere else and i'm it, just the idea that somebody could sample something would mm-hmm. make it better so uh our newest magic squad member becky do you have any ideas to help brighten up disney, disney springs, springs is, a, is a tough one it but is i would say go back to uh, it's kind of like what uh, you guys were already talking about for animal kingdom that whole water area has such an amazing opportunity for entertainment and during Christmas one year, they did a drone show that was awesome. over yeah. the water. And I would love to see something like that come back um, because it de- it did pull people there. You were in awe of this, these shapes and things happening above you. And I know why they don't, they can't do it over crowds, which is why they need to, to keep it over water. Um, but I would love for them to focus more on that overall entertainment that they could do at Disney Springs. So I know that they brought the DJ in every once in a while. They do have some concerts there, uh, but there's more that they could do. And, and I think if they brought that drone show or something else and utilizing that space over the water, it'd be a great idea. 
Love it. Obviously, we all just scratched that off our list as well. So. <laughs> no, that well, is you know it's a good idea when we all idea. have it, so it's it's yeah. a good thing. Um, so I was, I you know, I tend to be think thinking practical for the for the stores and for Disney as a whole. Um, I would love to see them do sort of like a Kim Possible or a card game like they used to have at the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, where uh, you get a device, kids get device that can go around. Um, I think even some of the stores could sponsor it. So you have some of something that goes off in front of a store and then people go over there and they go, hey, let's go to the store while we're here. Let's see what's inside. It's a great way to get people around and to visit places they maybe wouldn't normally visit and gives some kind of fun for the little kids who are bored when mom and dad want to go shopping. So I don't know if you like the idea, but that's my idea. Like it. Uh, nobody cares. I, All right, I Mike. want to love it. I don't want to list it. <laughs> no one cares. All right, Mike. Go ahead. So I also had the drone thing, but I also thought that it would be th that waterway may also be a candidate for something like a small water pageant uh, show, like they do oh, yeah. uh, in Magic Kingdom at night. Uh, th one of the things that I'm not crazy about, and I know Michelle was also not crazy about, is that they they tore down the AMC theaters. So. <laughs> so uh, they are obviously not going to replace it with another theater, but I think it would be nice if they replaced it with a very nice restaurant similar to what you see on Disney cruise ships, Artist's Palette. I think that would be a nice little magical place to go. So I would suggest that. I like that idea. Although I want, I wrote Bring Back the Theater. I love <laughs> that theater. Well, if it's gone, it's not coming back. Unless they're going to build a what, brand. What theater did they tear they down? They tore down AMC. The AMC Theater. The dining one? Yeah, all of them. Uh, the one that's right by the, um, the bowling alley. Yeah, really I was just there. <laughs> really, we saw pictures. It's it's the of... other side. They tore down the. I think they tore down the thing on the other side. We we just saw Doctor Strange there. Oh, good. I mean the one near the uh, the uh, escalator near the orange garage. Becky, is that the part that they took down? Maybe they only took down half of it. I honestly, at this point, am second guessing myself. But we just we were just in the theaters for Doctor Strange, so we saw we saw pictures of it torn down. Huh. I'm googling now. Oh yes, unless wow. I was like, all right, maybe I was in the multiverse and I was in a different. <laughs> it's true. Oh, there you go. It's true. <laughs> all right, while well, she's figuring that out, oh, I would love that if that was still there. This is a like a just a um, operational thing, but I hope we're wrong. I okay, love right. that they're being more careful with security, but it is a pain to oh. walk from one end of the garage to the other end to, you know, could they do it like on both sides or maybe have three of them so that there are secure ways for people to get in and out? Because um, I know, Mike, with your knee, it's it's always a problem, too. We like to park in, in one place <laughs> and then you have to walk, 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 walk. And then we end up, you know, down near Cirque du Soleil and you got to who knows where the car is at that point because you want to park close to the so decide, so Chris, i don't know if you know what we're talking about because you don't really park i don't in the garage, i don't but they they added security which sure. um is important yeah. uh, you know the the walk through security but it's only at one end it's a it's only at the end where um planet hollywood is so right. if you're you're parked down the other end at least in the orange garage you have to walk all the way the whole length of the garage to to have them check your bags and everything so yeah it's no fun. And here's the hypocrisy. If you go in, if you go in uh, the entrance near Splitsville, you can walk in. There's no, you're not going, you can get into the garage and you can have all kinds of stuff, you can blow it up or whatever. 
but you can't leave. I'm just saying there's no security getting no, into the you're, garage. You're already in a secure area. You already will have, will have been checked. Oh, because you're already in. Oh, you're yeah. right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're we're not we're not batting I, a thousand here today. What's I think on? I know what you were talking about. Um, okay. because I, the AMC theaters in Disney Springs are still there. It's the one in Disney Downtown Disney and Disneyland that was demolished oh. because they're making room for the new hotel and all of the improvements that are happening at Disneyland. Well, you can't just read the day. you can't read the headline, Michelle. You have to read the <laughs> article. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw it in several places. We both, we both. Uh, well, we, we didn't see, it, see it on a certain website that I go to a lot. And I, yeah. I kind of question that. <laughs> like the one I just posted in the chat. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not that one. No, I'm no, happy. Another one. I love that theater. Well, let me chime in with one while we uh, figure this all out. But um, the other one is I would bring a meet and greet section to. Uh, Disney Springs for the kids, like more of a, you know, Mickey mini, like a dedicated area for them uh, as a destination for kids while you're there. I, I think a lot of the part, part of the problem with Disney Springs is adults love it. And when they bring kids, kids get bored and adding the magic back for them, for the kids makes it a destination they want to be in. So um, as, as a magic squad member, that's my goal. So uh, Mike, what's up? Uh, when Disney quest was there at the top of the top of Disney quest, um, there was a Cheesecake Factory. I think Cheesecake Factory would do well in Disney Springs. But it's everywhere. Don't you want something that's different? Uh, Some people want familiar, as we said. Yeah. You know? I mean, we used to have a Rainforest Cafe in our a mall that's just 20 miles away. And I never went to the one at Disney because I could go here. That same mall has a Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. So, oh. I don't know. I'd like to do different. All right, Michelle, what do you got? We got to keep rolling here. All right. Gonna... I, I would love to. Um, I loved Drawn to Me, the Cirque du Soleil show. And I'm, I'm not a big Las Vegas fan. We were talking about Las Vegas. But one of the things I like is that there's so many Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Um, I would love it if they rotated shows out of Cirque du Soleil every six months or something. So it's not the same show for years and years and years. I know um, it, it would be nice that because I would go more often. I, and I, I'll definitely see that show again. I loved it. Did you see it, Becky? Yeah, I did on Isn't this last great? media tour that we were there. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of the Cirque shows. I I am one of those people that loves Vegas, but it's only like an hour and a half flight from here. So why mm. not? Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, I got to see this again. I, I, it's, I love the story behind it and the concept, but I think could have pulled me into the emotion a little bit better than it did because it, it just seemed like it was you know bam 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 um and it i, I wasn't fully invested i guess mm. is the way to put it it's not as good as the beatles love right exactly I mean, that, so that i was, was shows amazing. i was definitely comparing it yeah. in my brain because i think i've seen six of the other Cirque du Soleil shows so again i liked it it was entertaining it was you know certainly uh, on theme and and took you into the story of an Imagineer, um, but I, I didn't fully love it. Yeah. So that, that, that proves my point. We should yeah. rotate them out. Have right. the cast go, you know, out of Las Vegas, or I mean, it's I know it, I know it was made just for Disney because the, the theme is yeah. is about drawing. Can you imagine trying to ask people every six months to change to relearn a whole new 
unless you take the no, whole no, crew I'm saying the and whole move cast it around. Like, travel around like a traveling oh my God, what a Broadway show. Life. Can you imagine having to live in one place for six months and then move into another place and then another place and another Broadway place? people do it all the time, right? They're in a no. traveling show of The Lion King. They sure, go to Boston, a, they go to Chicago. They Yeah, they do it for like a period of time and then they're done. But I mean, I guess it's like cruise ship performers, right? I mean, that's sort of a thing, but... Um, you don't have to like all my ideas. But I love you all your respect ideas. Respect all my ideas. I'm just um, <laughs> Becky, any other ideas for Disney Springs? Are you are you tapped? That one, it's really hard. I was I was kind of trying to wrap my brain around it. Um, they've, especially lately with the new additions, they've done a good job of adding more variety. Which for a while there, they really did kind of need more of a. Uh, more variety in, in terms of um, restaurants and what you could choose, but there's definitely enough there at this point. Um, yeah, that I, I would just kind of pile on to the security thing. I'm with you. I hate that walk. Because <laughs> all of a sudden you have to walk all the way to the end to walk all the way back to go through the, the security screening. And But praise for that. I do love the new security screening. So you don't have to wait and go through a bag um, they've definitely improved upon that area, but um, I can't think of anything else right off the top of my head. That's fine. Um, one last thing for me was just sort of, um, I would love to see the, them have some sort of greeters or some kind of people uh, at the bus stops when they come, when uh, guests arrive. Most likely they're coming from hotels or parks. They're obviously guests. Um, you know, somebody with stickers to give kids stickers when they arrive or just something to let you know just that it's not you're just being I always feel like with the buses, you're just dropped off and left to fend for yourself and figure out where everything is and what's going on. It'd be nice to have somebody greeting you there, even, you know, a character or two just hanging out, you know, at times just to sort of make it feel like a Disney location as opposed to just going to the mall. So, Mike, any last ones before we go off to the hotels? Uh, no, I'm done. I just said one more. Ooh. So the last one was more AP perks at the restaurants. I would love to for there to be more discounts and more encouragement of using for our annual pass holders at, mm -hmm. at the discounts. Maybe maybe you get a free drink. Maybe you, you you get more of a discount. Maybe you get you know I don't know. No, that, maybe, that, definitely. Maybe the manager comes yep. over and checks on you. I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> take but care I think your APs are special. Biggest, so. <laughs> your biggest fans take care of them. All right, let's head over to the hotels. I wrote nothing down, so I may be like, other than the idea of, hey, keep keep those. Well, one thing I will say is it sounds like they're not going to go back to this full-time um, housekeeping thing, and they're going to kind of skip it every other day. At least it feels like it. Um, just like they just, Chapek said that uh, he uh, likes the reservation system when nobody else does, but he says it's doing well for them. So um, I think they should get back to having more taking more more people coming to take care of your rooms more often so i think but. they actually will eventually but right now the staffing shortage is i, I totally get the it. thing that's in the way yeah no i know but it, you know it's it's interesting back like we were talking and we've talked about it previously that uh paycheck uh, bob paycheck wants to make more money for disney and so you know he loves the idea of the reservation system nobody else loves it like i don't know about you i don't know about your 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 guests but I sure hated it. I hated trying to guess the system and figuring out what I should book when I want to have dinner at a different park and, and will I be able to get in? Are the parks available? I think I think it's I think it's just a money grab. But um, what happens just like the planes did with uh, with charging for bags? Once the the gas crisis was over, that price still stuck around. That tag came in, and so they're learning to 
You know, they're going to start charging us to go to the bathroom at Disney. You watch. <laughs> Sorry. There's my tirade for the day. <laughs> my tirade for the show. So, Mike, let's go. Give me a hotel. So, this is sort of like name dropping. Uh, about 10 years ago, I was invited. I was uh, invited to go to ESPN The Weekend. And I got to do a lot of things. Got to talk to a lot of people. One of the hosts for that weekend was Ken Potruck, who is now president of Disneyland. I had the pleasure of talking with him, walking down uh, Hollywood Boulevard in uh, Hollywood Studios. And I asked him, I said, have you ever thought about building a resort across from World of Sports? I think he was involved with World of Sports back then. He told me that, um, if I recall correctly, that they had plans to do that. And then either money got expensive or um, things like uh, other things came up and pushed that down. But I really think that they're is a really uh, opportunity for them to build a sports-oriented resort across from World of Sports. And within that resort, you would have um, restaurants and all kinds of things uh, to uh, hold all the AAU athletes, the cheerleaders and people like that, take them away from all-stars. And I think that that would be a great addition to the resort. Again, the only problem is that now we're adding more heads in the beds, which means more heads and more beds means longer queue lines. But I really think that it's something that's needed. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Michelle, what do you got over there? Oh, so for resorts, I would love to have, um, this is an interesting one. I don't know. The beach club is my, my home resort for DVC. And one of the things that used to make it special was there was um, a greeter at the front whose name was Art. Becky, did you know Art? Absolutely. Very be beloved guy. The legend. And, and I know there are, there are greeters at different resorts. Like there's the person at um, Port Orleans, French Quarter. But I would love to have sort of um, somebody who's designated. I think it's a fun cast member job at each of the resorts to be sort of that personality or that ambassador that, um, you know, Art never, never, I'm sure never remembered us coming back, but we always made, he always made us feel like, oh, he remembers us and we're back again. And how are you? And well, somebody just like uh, Davy Crockett at Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. So somebody at each of the different resorts who's a greeter. And I think, you know, with the welcome home, I always love the welcome home. Um, I think it would be nice to have a signature person and it would be kind of a treat for the cast members to be that, yeah. that person. So. Yacht Club always has a, um, has a, uh, a captain, a captain admiral, something, admiral, something yeah, but just the like the, the same one or two people to do it. Art was a yeah. character. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, yeah, that no, was I, my I, idea. I have a few definitely more. a greeters and sort of somebody. Yes. Yeah, specific to the theme of, of the hotel, not just a cast member in uniform, but. Becky, any ideas? You I spend do. a lot of time in their hotels, I, so you probably have I, a billion ideas. I live in those hotels um, because I do a huge amount of my work there. And the number one that I know that we probably won't get this because the, the hotels are full. They're having no problem. And that's what typically happens with Disney. When they're having no problem filling the hotels or filling the parks, they don't feel they need to invest money or invest things to keep people coming because they're already there. But I would love to see an actual real live loyalty program across the Disney resorts that if you are someone like me or like many of us that go several times a year or even just a few times a year, you build up points for recognition. 
Um, I've one of my biggest problems with Disney. There was a time I stayed at one resort for 20 weeks in one year. And the, the last time I checked in, the person lovingly looked up at me with a big grin and said, is this your first time here? And you just want to say, dude, really, I'm, I almost live here. And while I'm, um, you know, one of the rare people, because again, it's work for me, it still would be really nice to be recognized with a welcome home. Um, if you've are checking in or a welcome back there are hotels that charge the same amount per night that do wonderful things like they know what you like to drink they know what dry snacks you like and they have them in the room waiting for you when you check in but aside of that and of course that would be just for the deluxe resorts because that's what their competitors are doing but aside of that if you had a loyalty program where you spent 15 nights a year in their resorts to get some extra perk or some extra just, you know, appreciation for the fact that you're staying and you're so loyal to that Disney brand and those Disney resorts and you're happily paying those Disney prices. I don't think it's too much to ask to get a little thing, something extra. Hmm. Michelle. Yeah. And to add on Becky, actually it kind of in this whole category, I was thinking the same thing. Like, wouldn't it be nice to have, you're coming back. Here's a surprise upgrade. You know, I've never zero times yeah. had a surprise upgrade. Um, and I've been to Beach Club, not nearly as much as you, but many, many times. So like a surprise gift. They used to, for a while, they were, um, you'd have chocolates in your room if you were returning and a note from the manager. But some sort of, you know, maybe it's your 10th time there. There's a Mickey plush or something, or maybe a surprise park entry. We want to invite you to, to come at 7.30 instead of 8 and, and ride all your favorite rides. So um, all of those things, it would be it would make me feel more like, oh, yeah, they want me here and I'm I'm part of this, even if they're just faking it. And they don't care if I'm there or not. Um, it would be it would be nice. It would be nice, it would be to, nice. to have that uh, recognition that we're back again. Yeah, I would like to see some more. I remember the oh God. I think it was during the Flower and Garden Festival. They used to do like the the ladybugs thing, and uh, they would like little events around the hotels. Like I know at, at Yacht and Beach, they they run movies on the beach at night. Um, I'd love to see them do more things like that in each hotel. I know probably the deluxe. It's it's almost a given, but I, I would think even the moderates and the, and the values needed need a little something to keep. Uh, the kiddos happy at night because these days, I don't know, Becky, you have to tell me, it felt like when we, last time we were there, parks were closing so early, like nine o'clock, everything was closed. There was nothing to do between nine and midnight. And for, you know, people with teens or something like that, it gets boring. Like, do you need something to do? Um, I'd love to see them provide some kind of entertainment or some kind of events at the hotels while people are done with the parks. So. Yeah, I think at this point, it's it's a lot of the post-COVID stuff where yeah. they were staffing and, of course, trying to, to close the parks early, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I do see that somewhat changing at this point when I was just there. Um, they are moving the hours a little bit longer. And they do have the things like the movies on the beach and some of the other, you know, the arcade is always there. But it when they do run into these situations, it would be you know, nice for them to come up with other options for families besides just one movie on the beach. Um, but I think that that problem is going to go away slowly but surely as the parks return to their normal hours, especially in the summer. Yeah, hmm. one of the things that I was thinking of that they do at Port Orleans that I'd love to see replicated, really easy to do, 
the resort 5Ks. Nice, like, you know, mm -hmm. you just show up and you, you run, a, especially around Beach Club and Boardwalk and Yacht Club, super oh, yeah. easy to do a 5K. So um, a lot of people like it and it's a nice little thing to get the family moving together and uh, the cast members are cheering for you and, and you don't have to pay a ton of money to do it. Um, I think that would be a really easy thing to add yeah. myself. Definitely. Do they still, I know when I first started to go, when we started running, um, we would ask the hotel if they had like a, 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 a running path, a running path yeah. thing. And they would yeah. kind of give you, I don't even know if they do that anymore, but mm -hmm. yeah, they, they, they are there. Yeah. You can, you have to find them. There are little signs that'll tell you where to run at, yeah. at different resorts. Mm -hmm. no, I remember seeing important. it around Caribbean beach. Um, a few, few places. Yeah. Mike, any ideas? So I'm going to hook up my wagon to Becky's perk wagon. Um, and uh, uh, this is a little bit of, you know, what you were saying, Becky, kind of brings me, brings back memories to a, another podcast I used to do a long time ago. Um, I think there's, and this is a perk and also a, a little bit of a rant. That's uh, to point out some hypocrisy that we're seeing right now. For about 40 years, we never had parking fees at the resorts. And now we have parking fees at the resorts. But we don't have parking fees at the par at the theme parks if we are a DVC or annual pass holder. So why not hold the same perk for us at the resorts? What's the difference? Uh, besides, as you said, Becky, we're their best customers. It should be a reward. We're spending money. If we're there so often, we're spending money. So I think that's a hypocrisy, and I think that needs to go. And while I'm at it, I want to mention uh, a lot of people may, out there may not know. Well, if, if you have an annual pass, you may know if you're making park reservations. Annual pass holders are limited to five active park reservations at any one time. So if you're if you're planning a long vacation, you have to hope and pray that you're going to be able to make a park reservation within a week of your going. And parks are filled. Those reservations are being filled up quite a bit. So here's my suggestion: if you are an annual pass holder and you want to make a sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, or anything beyond five park reservations, then do the same thing as they do for dining reservations. Put it on your credit card. All right, $25 for every day beyond five. And if I don't go into the park, charge me. If I do go into the park, don't charge me. Why not? That's, that's my perk and rent at the same time. Right. Well... We're trying to make it magical, not complain about things here. You're the no, magic squad, not the magic but it would make it. But Chris, it would make it magical again if I had the um, ability to be spontaneous. Spontaneity goes with magic. Well, agreed. I, I think that's definitely a big thing. Um, I, I think we also have to remember that this is a corporation that wants to make as much money as possible. And, and they are. And once they put something into place, they're, it's harder to remove it. So. Um, Becky, any other idea? I'm, I'm like, you know, I love all these ideas. I think I'm sort of tapped out in ideas. So I, any I last have another ideas? one. Yep. Yeah, I have, I have one that is so simple and something that I loved and adored when I was a kid and checking into Disneyland, they took away. But I think that they could actually add it to Disney World. But it's it is so silly and it's so simple. But the amenities in the in the hotel rooms they used to be themed. They used to have like little Mickey air to uh, ear tops that, 
you would walk in there and you knew that you were in a Disney resort because your your uh, little shampoo bottle had little Mickey ears on it. And it was just that little teeny touch that was the Disney difference that I grew up with. And one of the reasons why I fell in love with the brand because of those little Disney differences. So while I know it helps the planet to have the big bottles of stuff now in the shower that you have to just use and you have no idea what's really in it. Um, I would still love to see some of those little amenities that aren't in the shower. Let's say that I know that they do have like the, the mouthwash and some of the other things like the, the lotion that they're not doing in the big bottles. If it just had those little silly Mickey ear tops on it, that would really make me smile when I checked into my room. Plus it's a freebie to steal and take home. Yeah, you can't you can't rip those bottles off the wall. Magical, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, we we used to love doing that. You know, you go in, and some of the uh, again, uh, some of the housekeeping were were so wonderful in that you would take some out and you put in your luggage, and they if you were, I think if you were a nice guest and you tipped, they would keep putting out more every single day. We came home. I have a picture that is like literally about thirty to forty bottles of the mini bottles that we brought home from our vacation, and it, it's funny. It's it's a free. Uh, you know, tchotchke to take home from the parks and make your your stay magical. So uh, I loved it. Michelle, any other? I do. I do have one more. So um, I think that this is just my opinion. I don't have any data to back it up. But I think that a lot of people miss out on how really cool the resorts are around Christmas time. And I think that the resort should capitalize on um the neat activities they do, you know, the decorating around Christmas and the gingerbread houses. So I would love to see them do maybe some holiday storytelling like they do in Epcot or have some, um, you know, have a have like a mini class or behind the scenes with an Imagineer. This is how we decorate. I love watching the Christmas show, like decorating Disney. I, I've watched it like six times. It's still fun. But to have to go to the warehouse and see how they do it and see how they attach the ornaments or maybe like in the lobby of, of the hotel you can help decorate a tree or something like that. Um, work with the gingerbread chefs and make your own gingerbread. So I think there could be a lot of really cool activities uh, at the resorts that would bring locals in that would people would plan around their calendar to do some of these cool things with kids and maybe just for about adults. Chris, how about rotating Christmas carol singers? Yeah, cr Christmas carol singers. Um, I know that, Mike, you and I like to just go around to the different resorts and see the decorations, but it would be, I think it would be super easy to, to add on to that and make it more special. I love it. I love it. Mike, any last ones before we I kinda... am, Nope, I'm kind of done. Becky, you done? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that they... Well, okay. This is Go my, ahead, bring it my teeny little rant. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing that I don't enjoy about staying at a Disney resort is that they still are doing that. And this is uh, crazy to me that they can't do daily housekeeping, but they do have to have a housekeeper come into your room every day, mm -hmm. which just to look around and yeah, security after the, after the Las Vegas incident. Yep. Yep. Um, but it, it's a little weird to me because I can stand at the door and say, um, I'm, I'm just out of the shower. Come back later. And if you really had something in your room you were trying to hide, you could certainly hide it. Um, I think that it's a little off-putting, especially when you're a female state in the room by yourself and you have someone come and bang on the door every day and say, I need to come in your room. And you're like, uh, what? No, I need to come in your room. And they kind of are kind of aggressive about they, it. They say they're coming for trash. Yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. a, the, 
the trash pickup, but it, it's still, it's off-putting to me. It, it does make the day go unmagically when you're trying to work or trying to shower or trying to do something. So I'm hoping that that goes away. And a lot of things that we have been kind of ranting about, I really do kind of believe that they will um, even out in some time after through the COVID, we get some more staff on board, but we also can't ever lose sight. And I know that a lot of send the hate email. I know, but at but the it end was of the all day, started with a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, Disney is a corporation and their job is to make the, the shareholders happy and they have to also balance with making us happy. So I know that some, especially lately, the shareholders have been winning, but I really do believe that watching this company for the past 27 years as I have, it's going to return to the other side. So I have that optimistic feel that the magic will return. It just may take a little time to get back where we were. Oh, ending on a positive. Okay. I mean, that's me. Yeah, well. Half full. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Mickey Miles and More. I want to thank our special guest, Becky Menken from MEI Mouse Fan Travel. If you guys are having trouble navigating the Walt Disney World world as it is today, Becky and her travel advisors do a wonderful job. I can tell you from firsthand experience that they've helped me make reservations. They've helped me figure my way around the parks. They've helped me with my hotel stay. They've improved every aspect of my trip, and I think they will do that for you and much more so be sure to go to what is it mousefantravel.com for yeah any more information uh tell them uh chris sent you um <laughs> and if you want to reach out to us with any of your ideas please send a message to on twitter at mickey miles pod for dr michelle scribner mclean the dean of disney mike scopa becky menken i'm chris eliopoulos and we'll see you on the road and in the park we hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the mickey miles and more podcast for all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gregg saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road. Rock, rope.